Affectionately known as Ron Ron. Also starring music producer and photographer Nino Beige. This week, Ron and Nino are joined by Brazilian actress and entrepreneur Carola Parmigiano. Microphone check one, two, what is this? This is the I Rather Hustle podcast we are back yes sir i'm joined by the homie ron ron what's going on ron ron what's good my new name is ron burgundy it's ron <laughs> burgundy <laughs> yes yes and i like scotch is this keep it classy la keep it classy la and then we're joined also by a uh, a new spirit in the studio her name is corolla pronounced corolla like the car corolla how you doing babe Hello, hi. We hear an accent. Where, where are you from? I am from Brazil. We're part of Brazil. São Paulo. Ah, uh, Brazil. São Paulo. I'm not going to even try to attempt Come to on, Rod. That. <laughs> what? I can't. <laughs> I'm not going to even. São Paulo. What she said. <laughs> it's special because we have somebody here from the international world, somebody from South America, a beautiful Latina. She's a voice of an artist. She's an actress. She's an entrepreneur. She's a hustler. She just knows how to get to the bag. And she can say it in three languages. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> what languages do you speak, Carol? Portuguese, Spanish, and half English. Half English? <laughs> well, I understand you all the time, not half the time. <laughs> That's for you, you full-time English, okay? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tell tell us this, like, how long have you been coming to and how long have you lived in the U.S.? So I moved to U.S. I was 17 years old and be here since then. Where did you move to when you were 17? So I went to Maryland first and then I went to New York and then back to Maryland and then Florida. And then in Florida, I've been travel inside the U.S. Uh, with my voiceover career, and now I land in L.A. and haven't been to Florida. <laughs> wow. wow. So the whole East Coast and then just L.A. pretty much. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's like, forget that. I'm going to Hollywood. <laughs> Do you have a favorite part of the U.S. that you just enjoyed the most? Um, I think every city that I have been um, has their beauty. Yeah, I think I like all of them. I think New York is it's pretty much like Sao Paulo, very busy, Yeah. never yeah. sleep. Never sleep in New York. <laughs> Never sleep. Um, I think New York I like a lot. I like, New York. <laughs> I, like, I like Florida a lot because of the weather. Mm. Florida's cool. I like Florida. It's really humid in it's Florida. Super Very, humid. Hundreds and humid. Oof. Wait, what part of Florida did you go to? Miami. You're in oh, Mi- I've been everywhere. Miami, Miami Key West. Um, so mostly South Florida. Yeah, South gotcha, Florida. Got you, got you, got you. That's yeah. the only part of Florida that really matters. Right? Oh, <laughs> damn. Don't say that, Ron. <laughs> Somebody's listening in Jacksonville saying, man, fuck that motherfucker. You I know thought, I thought Jacksonville Screaming was out Duval. Duval. I thought it was an extension <laughs> of Georgia. <laughs> no, 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 no. 
Do cool. not go out there saying that. Sir. I know, all right? You got to get the geography right. <laughs> right? Do not go out there saying that. Come on, I want to ask you a question. Panhandle is real. Voiceover is really cool because I've, I've done a couple of voiceover jobs before. What what attracted you to voiceover work and what kind of voiceover jobs do you usually do and get into? So I got into voiceovers because um, it happened. Can I tell how it happened? Yeah, so I sure. was in a, I was in a birthday party um, of a friend when I was, you know, 12 years old, I think 12 or 11. And I was doing this puppets mm-hmm. um, show for mm-hmm. the crew, for the people that was in a party. And then a man kind of heard my voice and, you know, went to my mom and said, hey, she got talent. How old were you around this time? I think it was 11. 11, okay. Yeah, 11 or 12. And then my mom was like, no, forget it. She just does this for fun. She doesn't have any talent. And I spoke about 20 different voices. Mm-hmm. 20 uh, different voices? I was the only one doing the puppets. And you know, I want to hear you do like two <laughs> different voices Yeah, right do like now. two, two right now. I need two, 20? I'm like, just give me two. I've only heard like your Latina. Don't make me talk like Boston. Bad enough. What? <laughs> Anyway, this is a hidden talent. I, I thought this was just like, hey, I do voiceover. Like, you need some narration done. No, she doesn't. Oh, not like character. We can definitely talk like a narration. Yeah. And today, yes, of course. And you know, my mom didn't believe it that I had talent mm-hmm. until I went to school and make it happen. What school was this? In Brazil. Okay. Anyway, can I talk in my normal voice? Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, I thought you were back to your normal voice. <laughs> So, um, yeah, after that, I just enjoy. It's just, um, I always like the camera. I always like to act. I like, uh, we were talking about earlier about signs, and I'm a Gemini. So I think my other Gemini, the other part of me always like to be, you know, into character. And and I think voiceovers is a very nice um, tool for you to bring the character out of you. Because sometimes you do dubbing. Mm-hmm. And you need to be that character that you're watching. And sometimes you represent a character that you're doing just a voice of the character. So it's pretty intense. People think it's just a voice that you sit there and you're talking on the microphone. No, it's a little bit more more intense than the camera. Because in camera, you have your eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you have can, your mouth. You can go off you have of your, body language and You stuff. cannot talk at all. And you can represent the whole scene. Just on a look alone. A look Absolutely. alone speaks a lot. Right? In and, yeah. But in voiceovers and dubbing, every tool... You have it has to combine in, in your voice. When you say dubbing, for people that are out here that don't know what dubbing is, what exactly? So dubbing is, uh, for example, there's a soap opera shot in Mexico, and the channel in Brazil, for example, Global, one of the biggest channels, buy the soap opera. Uh, because it's so good, the rates are so good for Mexico. So what we do is we dub the voice. We translate everything in Portuguese, and then oh, that's what you mean when you say dubs. Okay, yes. then, yeah, because they're dubbing over to a different language. Mm-hmm. I got that's you. what du- I thought. Dubbing was like when you go, to, you know, in New York, we dub. You go to the club, a girl jumps on top, you see dubs, she drops it. Down. I thought we're dubbing it. We drop a few twenties, uh, she dubbed me. <laughs> wow, wow, <But> that- <laughs> wow, that's she a dubbed me. Different dub. <laughs> Sorry, I'm on the wrong channel. No, no problem. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this is this is what dub is. So, for example, you guys watch Wonder Woman here, right? In English, right. when you go to the theater. So, in Brazil, yeah. it's not in English. Okay, it's in Portuguese. In Portuguese, but there's somebody that does her, does her voice, and there's other actors that does the other actors' voice, and um, also video games. 
also soap operas and films, also commercials sometimes. So like video games and so like on, let's say, Grand Theft Auto, instead of having the character speak in English, you would go in and and they would only do it in Portuguese Mm -hmm. or Spanish. Oh, so that's like, you know, we watched karate flicks growing up. So it's like karate flicks when they put the English language. Oversized the Japanese. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, yeah. so that's that's pretty much it. Exactly. And then voiceovers is considered you are the character. So there is an animation and a new animation coming up and... You know, it's a little snake and whatever, and you make that voice of that snake. So okay. that's voiceover. And probably in the commercials when, you know, it's a beautiful wedding and the jewelry, and then this woman comes down and say, happy Mother's Day. You know, it's just Give like us that. an example yeah. of a voiceover. Give us an example. Because you gave us a little tease. Like, give us an example. So, so Mother's Day, I just did one. I did a commercial for Mother's Day for a jewelry. I cannot speak the brand. Um, but anyway, yeah, at the end of the commercial, after the wedding and everything, you know, you just you just say a line that catches um, the audience into the, the, the commercial. So, like, for example, Ross has their own line. Terrigate has their own line. McDonald's. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I don't know if I can say the That's fine. That's brand. fine. <laughs> I'm um, loving it. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. There's, you know, you say that in English, and then there's the Portuguese version. There's the Spanish version, and it keeps going. Oh, okay. Wow. wow. Yeah. I did not know that. That's that's real cool. So, like, how did... So, you went to school, right? You went to school to voice. So that was your major? The, no, 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 no. Okay. That was not my major. That, it took a while for me for my mom to look at me and say, oh, she does have a talent. I think in today, you know, um, what, a month ago, she, you know, called and said, when are you going to get a real job? I mean, come on, people. <laughs> like, Voice mom, do you know how much money I'm getting out of like, this? Like, come on, haven't I sent you a check yet? <laughs> right. But, you know, it's it's like people don't see, um, some people actually, um, I will I will focus on my parents because they never believed that this is actually a talent. You know, my, my brother always was in, in an office job from nine to five. My father was always in a, you know, graduated, had the degrees, and then, and then you get hired, and then you do an interview. This is like, they sleep on on Saturdays and Sundays. Mm-hmm. I have no Saturdays and Sundays. It's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle, and it's much bigger than that because you're doing what you love, and people don't understand that, and you make a check out of it. You pay your bills with a check. That's the biggest blessing ever. So is to be able to do something that you love and and get paid to do it. Exactly, because sometimes I I you know I listen to my father. You don't have oh, a job. You have a career. Oh my God, it's it's not Friday yet. I'm not fighting for Friday. Yeah. Yeah. I'm fighting for Monday, so my phone can ring and I can answer. Oh, yeah, sure, I'm up to for the next job. So you don't love what you do. Mm-hmm. But you bring the money in the house and this is what you love? Nah, I can't live that way. Yeah, I yeah. can't I can't sit in the office looking at somebody saying, oh, yeah, this is Friday. Oh, my gosh, Friday, yay. Excuse me? <laughs> Every day's Friday. You know, <laughs> Saturdays, half of my people turn off their emails. I can't not believe it. Like, come on. it's I hate Fridays. So where did you get that mentality from? Because you have like a, such a hustler, go-getter kind of attitude. You know, I am, um, so my background, back background, it's from Italy, right? My Parmigiano. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think like back in the days, uh, my grandparents or my grandmothers, I don't know. Um, Wait, so are both of your parents Italian, but you were born in Brazil? or one No, of them both Brazilian? of them are Brazilian. Both of them are Brazilian. Yeah, grandparents on both sides are from Italy. Oh wow! Yeah, okay. I got I got Italian Which, blood, but I born I born in your, Brazil. Your parent, your and your parents were born in Brazil, yes. mm-hmm. but okay. their parents were born in Italy. Mm-hmm. Some, wow, Both of them. that's interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So I don't know where that come from because I I always see my mom hustling and working. She never stopped the work. Thank God, my mom is very blessed. 
but she never um, woke up at four in the morning to answer emails. Oh no, and I now do it. She probably didn't you know, have, at that time, she didn't have any emails to answer. Maybe. Like, my phone, that I can't, sometimes I don't sleep. You know? And, Email, and, what is that? And my mom, and my mom comes that to me and she's like, you need to rest. And I say, what rest? Rest, yeah. I rest, another actor's awake, and then what? I lost the job. It's very competitive. Is, is, is the voiceover market very competitive in L.A. and Miami? I think in the whole world. Okay. Because... Because you got Telemundo in Miami and here, right? Yeah. Both places. Mm -hmm. And New York also. And New York. And New York. So it's not only... You can be getting busy with them, huh? Oh, tell me about it. (laughs) Telemundo. You be getting busy. (laughs) But sometimes... Telemundo. So much Telemundo. There we go. (laughs) You know what the problem is about the voiceovers? Mm -hmm. Is that everyone can do voiceovers. Everyone can do dubbing. Because... Your tone of voice, there's nothing to do with my tone of voice. And it's worst because I am an actress, right? And I go to an audition, there's 10 girls with the brunette hair and the brown eyes. And we have the curves and we have an accent. We have the curves. But in the voiceover, we all have different voices. Mm -hmm. We're not the same. Mm -hmm. So the the competition is even bigger. For that, to find that that one individual voice. Exactly. So how did you stick out? Like you beginning oh, work, how did you stick out? <laughs> I I I really believe in myself. Number one, I um, I never stop studying. I think we we always and every day we should learn. And there's always a different tone that you never reach. There's always a um, a different. There's always a teacher or a professor that you never heard about it, and that keeps me on. Like there's actresses and actors and voiceover actors that oh, I have done McDonald's millions of times. I don't need nothing else. I know everything. No, you haven't booked the first all, how long? Oh, three months. Oh, I book every week. <laughs> Pow. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of like you know, it's like um, you always learn. You I'm. It, it's a, it's a, it's a, um, how can I say? It's a tool that you always got to be using it and, and make sure. It's like going to the gym. It's like playing a guitar. It's practicing like your craft. Practicing, yeah, yeah. you know, you got you to gotta keep just doing it. And, and yeah. And that, that's probably one of the common themes that I think that we tend to hear with um, a lot of people who come to the, the podcast. Is It's like, a, it's, it's a marathon when it comes to sort of any, uh, any quote unquote hustle or, or any goal or aspiration, it's really just a marathon about keeping going. Yeah, yeah. You that, know what I mean? That's it's like when you quit, you quit. You, you quit, can. Yeah. You're never. We know for sure you're never going to come to go because you quit. Yeah. If you ask every no successful person that's successful now, they can tell you stories of people that came up with that quit. That quit. It's really a game of, like you said, a waiting game, and it's being consistent and persistent. And the cream always rises to the top. If you're being consistent, if you keep on at it and at it, eventually you're going to get where you need to get to, unless you quit. And so many people quit right before their big break, you know, whether they have a distraction at home, their family, relationships, they just quit, you know. And they, but, and they, they, go, they run for things that are more secure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I also have to say, I'm going to open a parenthesis here, that <clears throat> you should never quit. And you should never give up in what you believe. But there's also something that surrounds us very powerful. It's called the universe. Mm. True. And I believe that if the universe doesn't want you to make on that path, Mm -hmm. it pushes you away 
Absolutely. To go and conquer something else. Mm -hmm. And that could also be your successful story or your successful life. Mm -hmm. Because I know people that, you know, it's 50, 55 years old today. I'm not going to say names. But, you know, turn to me and say, man, I quit when I was 40. But I didn't quit. I just switched my path because I learned it. I listened to the universe. Mm -hmm. So that also could, you know, make it. But that's why you have to believe in what you love and what you want it. Yeah, yeah. And self and self confidence too, because if you're self confidence and you, you have self confidence in yourself, if the universe leads you into another direction, that doesn't stay away from your confidence. You're still a confident person. You know you can accomplish and execute that goal, whether the goal is deterred. You or know it's, it's for a purpose. Yes, yeah, for a purpose. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So outside of voiceovers, you do other stuff as well, too. You're, you're just a hustler. Like, tell us a little bit about your I do many things. <laughs> Whoa. Well, well, we were, we're going to touch that. We were talking about, uh, you know, we were just talking about quitting and, and giving up um, while we're talking about quitting. Yeah. So you want to share with us a, a story of, of something that ended? Not only say anybody quit, but a story that ended, something happened today. You're talking about oh, with us. you want me to bring that up? <laughs> Why not? I want to hear. You it. know, we don't have to get so specific. I just have some questions. Yeah, and Go I for think it. I'll and, answer and, the questions. And I think that you kind of were speaking to some of the answers without knowing it. Um, we're talking about a breakup, okay? Yeah. So you recently broke up with somebody you were seeing for six years. You said yes. So, I think the interesting thing in breakups is that. As women are supposed to be traditionally the more emotional types, why does it seem like guys take longer to get over breakups than girls? Mm. I, I will not speak for all of us. Of but, course not. But I will do speak for some of us. Okay. <laughs> so um, I have a very interesting um, way of living life, and I think I got that when I started living by myself. And I learned that from a very old lady that was once my neighbor. She... Um, always, always in her life for every single thing had deadlines, right? Mm -hmm. So for work, when she started working in a restaurant, she said, I'm going to work in this restaurant for six months and that's it. Then I'm going to look for something that pays me more. Um, I am going to, to suffer about my dog that died for another year and that's it. I'm not going to talk about my dog no more and I'm not going to suffer no more. So deadlines that kind of cuts your bad feelings to a good feeling. And you should find what makes it good because if the deadline comes, you know, you have to, to just over that and become something else. So as we were saying about... Um, uh, feelings of being being strong. I'm I'm mm -hmm. I am the most vulnerable and sen sensitive and not strong woman on earth, but I do have deadlines, mm -hmm. and those feelings has to be gone when the deadline rings, because it's an alarm. It's a new day. We only live around what. 90 to 100 years. If we don't lucky. pass oh, that. That's very lucky. If, if you're lucky. lucky. Let's say 75. 75 there we go. Yeah, the yeah. average 75. You can correct me. So I got to get going. You know, I got a family behind my back. I have a goal in my vision board. I want kids. I got to get going. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to have kids when I'm 60. I can't. You know, our, our system here stops. So when it happened, um, I kind of I kinda feel... I feel very sad. I feel very mad at myself. I feel very sensitive 
I think if I see a couple in the street, I will break. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But I do have deadlines. Mm-hmm. And um, I want to teach to every single woman out there and also every single man, you should have deadlines. Mm. And I love that person. And I will always love that person. And, but, you know, the universe, like we were saying earlier, the universe kind of pushes me to another way because probably there's something else for me to learn this way. Mm-hmm. And with that person... You know, my doors were closed, and I were not. I was not seeing what's going on around me. Mm. So it was. It's probably mad other guys that were trying to shoot their shot at you and trying to get at you and caress you. And then I won't say. I won't <laughs> say that, but I would definitely say um, because I I always been in a relationship of long terms. My first boyfriend was four years. The other one was five years. The other one was four years, and this one was six years. Of course, people get a Brazilian, they hold on to. <laughs> <laughs> you are serious, <laughs> Was he Brazilian? No, he's from Dallas. Exactly, from Dallas. He's, he's from so, Dallas. He got a Brazilian. He's like, whoa! Uh, yeah. I'm not letting go on this. I know if I get me a Brazilian, yo. So I'm he was do- a southern guy. <laughs> huh? Essentially, he was a southern guy. Yes. <laughs> so it was. It was. Um, yeah, and I. I you know, yeah, between uh, did he have an accent? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, he didn't get. He didn't. Because I was like, if, to hear that y'all accent in a conversation, no, he going didn't, talking to each other would be very interesting. He didn't have an accent at all. No, no, no. He he actually lived in Florida for for a long time. Actually, we met in Florida. Okay. And um, yeah, and I, you know, a shift. So, you know, I thought I I was I was on the floor crying. You know, two years. Two hours ago, two years. Two hours ago. Yeah, she said it feels like two, <laughs> two years, years ago now. <laughs> so long ago that was. <laughs> two hours ago. So, and then you bring up to the, you know, I think that I'm very wise mm-hmm. and I try to see the whole picture. And I think if I stick to that feeling of hating and, and oh my God, I want him to be with me. Or, you know, oh, come on. What did that woman did that I didn't do it? Well, actually, I know I, I didn't. But anyway. Whoa. Oh, whoa. So she's already revealed there's some wow. more stuff going on. Wow. <laughs> but anyway. You want me to what? <laughs> you want what? I was like, I was like, what? <laughs> I'm not putting that on and doing that to you. Whoa. Whoa. So it was, it was actually, um, um, anyway, it was actions that I took. I bet. Um, <laughs> that I actually that sometimes so you have a choice right you have a choice to make you have a you have the good choice mm-hmm. and you have the bad choice that I don't call bad choice I call the second choice okay so and I chose to do the second choice and it came out of my gut to do the second choice wait a minute first choice being the good one and in, the second in any situation are we talking about as applies to this breakup yes okay so, so the good thing is to So there's two choices, okay. exactly. So the first choice and then the second choice. So I choose to do the second choice and I I choose to do the second choice. I did it and he didn't appreciate it, he didn't like it. And I told him I did it and then we kind of his his feelings kind of shift. But I don't think it shift because I did the choice. But I think it shift because the universe made me do the second choice. And the second choice was going to be the choice that he would shift his feeling for a different direction. You under, are you guys with me? I'm following. I'm trying. Yeah, are you yeah. following I'm me? Following. Okay. <laughs> I'm following. I'm following. So it's kind of deep. If, that if I choose the first choice, would it be in the same position, doing the same exactly thing, and, and the years goes by? Ah, uh, mm. yeah. So the universe comes to me and says, uh-uh. 
No, no. You're going to choose this one now, darling, because it's time for you to go this way. And if you don't choose this one, my darling, you're not going to go this way. So, Well, it sounds like you had a, a little bit of what was behind door number one anyway. So, you know, to me, that would have been the, exactly. the worst Exactly. So we, I know what's in, in behind number, door number one. So it was like, okay, should I keep knocking the door number one? All right. You know, and then the universe said, no, push star number two. And that's more courageous. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Like Corolla. Courageous Corolla. I like that name, Courageous Corolla. Courageous Corolla. (laughs) We can't adopt that for the show. (laughs) You said what? (laughs) We can't adopt that for the show. We can adopt it for the show, Courageous Corolla. (laughs) And get some shirts made up, too. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's accurate, though. It's very accurate. Right? Yeah. So, I, I, you know, sometimes I feel that um, it wasn't me choosing what door to knock but it was kind of the universe that you know it was kind of wake up call or or something that says hey th- come on can you can you go the other way i mean can you stick the other line because here is yeah. you're gonna be knocking the same door yeah. that's the, that's the same feeling i had i think probably before i moved to la so mm-hmm. because i was in atlanta and the door number one would have been stay in atlanta right right you know, door number two, it's a little bit unknown. It's like L.A. You don't know what you're going for. You don't know what to expect. You don't know the reactions. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm going to tell you something serious. When I decided to open up and tell him that I, I went for number door number two, I expected so much appreciation. And I was expecting so much positive energy towards me that I was completely the opposite. Mm. It kind of, you know, I felt that someone got a gun and kind of shot me in the face. That's extreme. From his his reaction. <laughs> yes. Wow. Completely. I was I was like, okay, I'm gonna open up and I'm gonna tell because this is gonna be so much appreciation that it's gonna be such amazing that door number one is gonna, not gonna be the same. And I saw a door number three. It was a shot on my face. It was a I, I can speak speak very, very much honest on my side and say that I was, I felt dead. I felt the death completely. Mm. I didn't feel my legs. I didn't feel I had blood inside of me. I didn't feel I didn't have a heart. I didn't feel anything. And this is the point of impact when it was. Exactly. When it, when it actually, you know, hit. In real time, yeah. On on a reality, real time. So, and then I, I was like, okay, what do you do when you die? Don't do nothing. Man. You don't do nothing, yeah, right? Nothing, and right. I wanted to do so many things. So I had to reborn again. Okay. And build myself up again. Mm-hmm. And talking about deadlines, I was expecting to do all this by two weeks from now. And I was like, no, I'm not getting any younger. I am not getting any good like the wine that gets, you know, older. So you gets- got a, you've been on Tinder. You've got a date tonight. Amen. Ah, <laughs> hey, listen, y'all can... Y'all can see her picture when we post this, and you can definitely DM her. <laughs> so, um, yeah. She said her I mean, DMs already be popping out. I ha- my phone haven't stopped. No, I'm joking. I bet. <laughs> no, Brazilian. No, no. no, come on. So, you know, it, it's just like that, you know, it kind of hit me in a, in a different way. So I, I, I pick up myself. I'm, I'm, I am sure that it's going to come the day where I am going to just lay in bed and cry all day. But I, but it's not today. You never know because uh, there could tomorrow. be a, some sunshine that comes your way that never allows that's you to have that moment. That's what my mom said to me. There's no rainbow without a rain. Mm. And I was like, I know, but, you know, it, it might happen that, you know, like, you know, that 
I will never go back to that. But I, I, you got to prepare yourself to the worst. Yeah, you def- You have to appreciate it. I'm reading a book now. I can't. I don't know the author, but it's saying something like that, where you have to experience suffering and pain and being unhappy to appreciate happiness. If there you, you go. If you never. Oh yeah. If you yeah, never. Everything's re- relative. Yeah. All the time relative. If every day was sunny and every day was nice and you you never knew what the cloudy day was and the dark was, you would never appreciate the sunny days exactly. and, and, and the nice days. So you have to have both to balance each other's out, and that's what makes us complete human beings. It makes us appreciate when we achieve success or we achieve a great relationship. We know what that feels like because we experience the pain and we experience what we don't want, you know? I wanted to touch on, as far as dealing with the relationship, how did it work with him and you You being such an ambitious woman and career-wise, was he appreciative towards that? Always. Always okay. support. That was 100% support. There okay. was no never... Man, what, well, no, I guess there are guys out there. But I was going to say, what man does not appreciate a, a woman? Oh, there is a bunch who, of them. Yeah, who, who likes to work hard. But, Come on, know, people. Get there's a lot. Yeah, there's, there's a lot. lot. I mean, there's a lot of guys who say they want a woman that does that, and then it's, it's really a hard thing to digest a lot of times because, you know, we have emotion just like women. Guys want attention and energy the same way women want that. And then you can say, yeah, I want an ambitious woman. I want her to do this. Or, I'm, I'm comfortable doing that. But when well, she's you not have to still feel, It's about still feeling needed. Yeah, yeah. Because you can be, I guess, a woman in a context of a relationship I feel like can be could potentially be too independent to a fault because they're used to not if they're used to not having someone there and then someone comes in then it's almost like you're knocking her off her flow mm. and they're not used to you know having somebody else that's actually going to pick up some slack or do this that, that and the third and it works in reverse too because guy I feel like that a lot of times I'm so independent on what I do and if someone comes in my circle my my area and knocks me off of what I'm doing I really can't commit and give you time like that. You kind of have to fit in my world of what I'm doing and compliment what I'm doing or else it's not going to work because it becomes a distraction. Absolutely. Sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I think and maybe that just comes to, to being two like-minded people in general. Yeah, absolutely. And th- there's also men out there that, you know, kind of feel insecure about a woman being so powerful. Right. And I think that's a very, very big top because you kind of, Minimize the woman that you have next to you, mm-hmm. and you know we scare we scare men. Mm-hmm. I scare men when I when I talk to to man next to me, you know uh, they feel oh mm-hmm. she can never be my princess. Mm-hmm. You know because why not be the queen? Right. That's what I said. That that's what I look to them and I say listen, but I could be a queen. Mm-hmm. We can make princess. Mm. I don't need to be the princess. <laughs> we princes. can make princess. We can make princess. I don't need to be you know and and they feel kind of like oh no. You know, I'd rather have one that would listen to me. That's an insecure man. That's an insecure man. Very yeah. insecure, yeah. yeah. That's not a strong man. There we go. Do you feel that pushback more or less in the industry? You being a woman, you being a Latina, do you feel there's any kind of pushback of you in the industry, you moving forward, any kind of prejudice towards that? So I was feeling that way when I moved to the United States, but then the Latin word, the, la- the Latin word is just being so much appreciated mm-hmm. and the doors are being opened that, Right now, it's. I am happy that you know I'm here and I never stopped and I just keep going. Cool. What are some of the barriers? Because I know we had conversations before, but I know people of color, particularly Latinas, when they come to the United States, they have barriers with languages. There's different things. What were some of the barriers you face when you're entering into the to the business and, and industry? Um, the language is one of them, okay. because you know sometimes you get in a room for an audition and. You have the woman that looks just like you, and they speak perfect English. Or sometimes they speak perfectly Spanish. But then, you know, you look at the director and you give that smile and say, wait a minute, I can speak those two languages plus one more. 
True. So it's it's really about the attitude and what you you know you you are for yourself because I can be three four months speaking only English with a professor next to me or a speech coach next to me and I will get you that tone. Mm -hmm. She, the one that speaks perfect English, she needs at least another six months to learn my language. Mm -hmm. So it's always more about I think it's more about the attitude and the, the confidence that you have in yourself. To never let that go, and I haven't, I haven't seen so many Instagrams and people crying, saying, "Oh, I know the director didn't let me do the casting because I had an accent." I said, "Darling, what did you do? Did you get out of the audition room?" "Oh, not me. If you don't have me on that tape, we're gonna go for a serious problem here." <laughs> so you know, they look at me and they say, "No, I want you on a tape." You make them want you on a tape. Mm. You make them want you to work for, you know, work with you. Mm. You you can't just say, "Oh, yeah, I know." English is not my first language, and leave the room. Yeah. Like, yeah. ah, come but on. And then you go cry on social media to get followers? Yeah. Sorry. I think, I think a lot of times in society, I mean, people look for things like that uh, as an excuse why they're not successful. Uh, English was a barrier, or it's because I'm this or because I'm that. I don't particularly believe in that. I believe if, if someone is just like you and they got in the same position like that, you have, to, you have to cross that road and go super hard. I mean, it's going to be barriers going there. It's not easy. It's going to be people that don't like you because of your language. They don't like you because of your complexion. But you got to fight through that. you got to fight through that and you're going to rise to the top. It's, the, it's test that people test you to see how strong you are. Exactly. And I'm a firm believer in that. Yes, exactly. It's, it's even more, I would say, um, talking about the universe again, it's like putting in front of you to see, okay, there's a test right here. Are you going to go through or are you going to give up? Mm -hmm. You know, and you really need to believe in yourself and love yourself and love who you are to say, uh-uh, I'm going to stand here and I'm going to go through this. And, and I'm going to show whoever, the director, whoever, um, you know, that he can work with me. And we can speak perfect English if he wants. And mm -hmm. we can speak perfect Spanish if he wants. And I give you another language. There's a bonus right there. Mm -hmm. So I have an example, if you guys excuse me. Cool. To give yeah, yeah. There's an audition. You know, the director were looking for a blonde. I'm fully brunette. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I was in line. I was, the only, I was the only brunette. And the blondes were looking me up and down. Mm -hmm. What's she doing here? Who is she? Why is she here? You know, they were looking at their phone and rereading the, the, the page that says only blonde. And when I came in, you know, the audition room, the, the client was sitting. And I came and I said, wait a minute. And he, he looked at me and said, hi. And I said, hi. So you're number 23. And I said, yes, I'm a number 23. Uh, we are looking for blondes. And I said, no, I know a, um, a hair salon that opens 24 hours. I can get my, my blonde in not even in two hours, I think. <laughs> my hair is pretty easy to get a color. So what do I have to do? And they were like, they were in shock. And I said, I am an actress. You paint the color you want my hair. Telling me that you're only one blonde, it tells me that you are a horrible client and you were racist and you, you have no no experience in this, in this business. Mm -hmm. You said you want an actress, first of all, and then you said blonde. Mm -hmm. I can get myself blonde. Mm -hmm. This is not a problem. He looked at me in shock. But it's very true. So it's kind of like, why would you just say blonde-only actresses? Right. Because about 75% of the women who are blonde had probably just did it for that reason. 
Tell me about it. Mm -hmm. So I was like, if you t and I can go back in Brunei in two days. So I can go blonde, do the commercial for you, get paid, and then go back to Brunei. What are you looking for as an actress that brings the realness of using the, the whatever shampoo or whatever you want to sell real on the camera so the audience can buy? Absolutely. Not the color of my hair. You know, and he was like, he was in shock. He was literally in shock. I did the casting. I did two callbacks. I wasn't the one that, but that you got, made it to but I made it. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, and, and on my second callback, it was me and two other blondes. And they're like, she's not going to get it. And we were all inside. And he said it. We decide to go with this person, not because this person is brunette. But because this reaction was better than this reaction, because she can get her hair done, and I, they, they clap. I mean, inside the audition room. Nice. Also, oh, they did pick you. No, they didn't. But they all appreciated that I was there, okay, and I they you. show it to the other two, like, hey, you know, we appreciating her, but you know, her features, ta da da, whatever the other girl did, she was so much more skinnier than me anyway. But I wanted to say, you know, I got to that point. So when you tell me I want a blonde, I'm like. Blonde is a color of hair. <laughs> I can get it done. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Come on, you want an olive skin? You give two, you give me two days in Soho, Malibu, I get you olive skin. <laughs> I have no problem with that. So it's kind of like you know persistence and going for and and thinking out of the box. Because how many brunettes didn't read that casting and said, "Oh, they want blonde next"? A, a, a most, a lot, a, yeah, a, a lot, lot. And, they, and they missed the opportunity. Right. And right. then, like you said, on the flip side, the, there was probably a, a ton of blondes who weren't real blonde. <laughs> they were. The, the one that picked it, the one that got picked, she wasn't real blonde. blonde. No, she yeah. was. The, the, her hair was dyed. Mm. You know, so I was like, you, know, you gotta, you gotta go for the out of the box. Like, have you, you ever gone blonde? Uh, not all the way blonde, but halfway, like ombre. Oh, okay. Yeah, gotcha. I have like an ombre, gotcha. half blonde. Because I'm trying to picture. I'm like, man, I can't. Nah, I'm, I don't. I don't think I look good in blonde. No, no I'm, I'm a brunette. I'm, in, I'm envisioning roots. you now. Yeah. I'm envisioning now, blonde, hot Brazilian walks down a beach, <laughs> slow a motion. Of, there's a lot of hot <laughs> Brazilians blonde. I'm sure there is, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But I no, no, no. The, I can see the ombre because ombre is kind of like a little like streaks like and the, mix. Yeah, and, the yeah, end, the kind of the ends. Yeah. You know, you know about hair, really? The color. My stepmom. I grew up in a in a what do you call it? Salon, basically. Oh, okay, okay. The house, my house was a salon. Oh, basically. okay. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was like another hustle of you. I thought you were like you know outside. No. After I leave the studio, I'm going right to the no. other studio, the hair studio. Well, but, but <laughs> even for you, you know, I mean, even from shooting too. Oh no, I, I, I definitely know. Of I mean, I know hair. I mean, a little bit of makeup. makeup. It's, it's crazy because I know certain makeup aspects, and I have regular conversations with my friends down in the industry, and they look at me like, "Whoa, dude, whoa." How pause. do you know that? Yeah, pause. Like, because if bro, I'm shooting, I need to know the. Lighting I know, yeah, and, and, and it's an art to it. Like, if if I knew how to do it, I would do makeup on set like that. That's a real art and craft in itself. It's like you got to really, people put their time and effort to that. Yeah. So, you know. And this is a very good confidence that you have because I'm going to say to the people out there, you know, it's very, it's very odd that we born in such an industry that says, oh, this is for men and mm -hmm. this is for women. Right. You know, my best friend, it's a Like male artist. nurses. Like. A nurse. <laughs> 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 she just makes up her name. Nurse. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not like it's nurse because where's the where's the women from nurse? You know what I mean? Like it's just a word that we associate with a woman. Shout out to all the nurses out there. <laughs> Shout out all nurse. the RNs. Amen. Thank you for taking care of the world. Like, yes, a, I Mitch, love like a Mitch. <laughs> a Mitch. <laughs> so you know, it's like it's it's so you know. I I think it's um, 
it's very little when somebody says, oh, no, he's a man and he talks about makeup. I think it's it's so negative. Like, why? It should be, I can talk about car. I haven't, I, I don't know nothing about car, but I can talk about car. Right. And you can talk about makeup and this is confidence and this is what makes you out of the box and, you know, kind of, yeah, anyway. Yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree. I'm t- totally confident in myself. I'm not, you know, so <laughs> it's whatever. But. It's funny you bring up makeup, and then we talk about makeup and hair, and it's like, oh, man, when I start thinking about makeup and hair, I just think about my exes <laughs> from being a I photographer. Do like All my exes were like hair and makeup. You know yeah. what it is? I dated a lot of makeup and hairstylists. I have, too. <laughs> and models. Yeah. So like, and PRs. And PRs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every photographer, director has dated those kind of women. Models, PR Models, women, PR, hair and makeup. Hair and makeup, actress, actress. It's the environment. You know what it is? It's I got a lot of flash points. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's what do you call it? Yeah, it's working. What do you call it? Uh, it's like uh, work house, not work house. Work, you know, you, workplace you, romance. Workplace. Because yeah. you're going to date whoever you work. You're on the set 12 hours a day, right? And who the only females really on set on a crew are really hair and makeup. So you you build a rapport with them, and and like you're like me, Nino. I'm not a nerdy director. I'm, I got swag, you know. What right, I'm saying? right, Going right. In. So like you you become friends with them, and then you you tend to date them, and then you relate to them because they're in the they're hustlers like you. They're in the same business. Right. You guys want to talk to that can relate to. I never really worked well with women that had quote unquote nine to fives kind of kind of jobs. They. They never really understood my yeah, life. Yeah, because their 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 life has a structure that ours don't have. That doesn't have. So I always gravitate towards the other women that were hustlers that were, that were out there getting it just like I am. And then sometimes we clash because they're busy and I'm busy. Then we don't have time to meet each other. But you know, it's part of the game. Yeah. Now you've been you've been into sort of the entertainment field for a long time. And like, have you any of the people that you say you dated have they been industry people or have you always dated outside the industry? Uh, Every time was outside the industry because um, I don't know. I think the universe always took me to that that kind of, you know. I I dated a nurse. He was a nurse. A nurse. nurse. <laughs> <laughs> he was a nurse. Um, my ex has his own business. is an entrepreneur. Nothing related to acting or model or nothing like this. Um, yeah, I never dated an actor or. A voiceover actor or... Or a director. Or a director. Or a, no, never. Or a musician. That's um, so funny. Wow. Well, actually, my ex loves um, music. He was into music a lot, and but not a musician. No. So he was not a musician. She's not like the musician. last woman in L.A. that has not dated none of those guys. There Every girl in L.A. dates a musician director. Yeah, exactly. I've been in L.A. for two years two and a half, yeah. <laughs> so then he wasn't here? He, no, he, he wasn't here. He, he lives in long Florida. Distance. Yeah. Oh, so he lives in Florida. Okay. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. So you dated... Your, your ex-boyfriend was a voiceover actor just like you? No, 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 no. Can you imagine that though? Like she dated another voice of an actor. Like what would your sex be like? Your sweet talk, your pillow talks. Like you do it in a different voice. <laughs> no, you use different. Like you said, use different voice. Different voice, like talking me so sexy, funny. baby, oh, baby. <laughs> Say it in a different tone. Bring it down, <laughs> baby. You gonna get the love, doctor tonight. Baby. There we go. And that's Corolla's voice. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! Yeah, that's woo. Yeah, that would be really. That's different. No, yeah, I never, no, never dated a. Um, yeah, never. He is very. He. he so she said, "Have you dated a creative?" Yeah. I will say a creative. Yes, because yeah. he's not very, like somebody who just yeah is creative, but like like their field is something creative. Yes, yes, okay. for sure. He he was a creative and and yes, but not. What, what, what did he do? What did that person do? So he had a, uh, several companies, and one of them were Hairstyle. Uh, he sells hair extensions. What? That's money. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, but, uh, yeah. well, that's a business, though. Yeah. It's a business, but he's very creative. He's very, um, 
how can I say? He always helped me with everything, with scripts and all that, and always, you know, taking you. So he had, so he had the creative mind. Oh yeah, yes, for that's sure. Helps you with script. That was his pickup. That's that's what you do to actors. Well, like, yeah, you want to run some lines with me? Come over to the house. <laughs> run some lines. You know, <laughs> we'll get some wine. Get some wine. You I can don't relax. Drink alcohol. Have that clear. Uh, uh, no alcohol. Well, you can't do that in Hollywood no more. No reading lines. That's what people. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't yeah, be yeah, in Hollywood yeah. when you know you don't smoke. You don't. Can I say that? You don't yeah, smoke right. and yeah. you don't drink. That's a good thing. You don't do none of that. And you don't have a dog. You can't be in Hollywood. <laughs> no dog. <laughs> said, and you don't have a dog. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Should I move? And then, you know, a friend of mine was like, Carola, you're going to pick one of those three. And I said, I don't want a dog. <laughs> and I don't want to drink alcohol. And I don't want to smoke weed. He said, well, you better give up then. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, that's good that you've been in this industry as long as you have. And you have not felt the need to start drinking. Oh, or no. Smoking. Exactly. Like, you know, alcohol makes me makes me go to sleep. I don't yeah, that's the last thing I and got. And the the, the smell of weed's annoying. Mm-hmm. You don't like the smell. I, I, even if I didn't smoke weed, I would like. I the like smell the smell too. No, <laughs> I don't. Ugh, I don't like perfume and colognes and all that. You don't like oh. perfume and colognes. I don't like smell. No, okay. I don't like smells. That's because you just don't like aroma. <laughs> I, I don't like aroma. There we go. I don't like aroma at all. No I think aroma, probably that's, that's what it is. I don't like aroma. Okay. Like okay. I think I have. Like not even good food. One perfume, maybe my mom's food. <laughs> Your maybe. mom's your mom's food, maybe. Yeah. Because sometimes I'm in a restaurant and then you and then you smell the Brussels sprouts on your table and then you smell the spaghetti next to you and then the hummus and then the pita and then something cooking on a kitchen it's just you don't, you don't focus in one smell. Mm. You don't, you don't, I don't know. I never noticed that. You're right, though. Yeah, it's kind of like when you have a whole bunch of smells going exactly. on. Exactly. Yeah. It's not like, you know, it, it's it's too much. And mm-hmm. then you go to a party and then someone is, it's, you know, wearing a Chanel and the other one wearing, I don't know, a cheap one from Zara, another one, you know, <laughs> cheap uh, one from Angel. Zara. Like, so, and then it, it, that's, I don't know, it's just, I don't, I'm not into a smell at all. Mm. Aromas. I'm not into it. I shower and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad, glad to know you shower. <laughs> Only on Saturdays. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Only on Saturdays. But yeah, I'm not into aroma at all. And then uh, the dog. How am I going to have a dog in a... In a, in a well, you definitely smell. You definitely not going to have a dog. No. You wouldn't even you. know if he shit it in the house. You'd be oh, like, <laughs> man. Don't say that. <laughs> if I smell that... <laughs> No, but no. Yeah. She said her man had to take a shower before every time. <laughs> before, middle, and after. <laughs> I'll keep the intimacy inside. <laughs> let's go to another topic. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's talk about your work. You're working with what you've done and your experience on set. What do you like better? Voiceover or acting? And oh, what I kind like, of acting too have you done? Novellas? I have done novellas, I have done film, I have done commercials, I have done Infomercials. Um, you know, you said you've done a lot of dubbing too, right? Dubbing, yes. Are you able to say like some? Uh, are you able to talk about dubbing credits, or you can't talk mm. about dubbing credits? Which is to me we weird that you couldn't, but then I could kind of. I cannot see. because of we sign an NDA, kind of. Oh, they're gonna um, deport you. Well, they cannot <laughs> anymore because I'm an American. Oh, okay. But see at Trump, she's American. <laughs> <laughs> It's <laughs> too funny, but um, yeah, I have I have done a I have done a South Park. I have done oh for oh, real wow. yeah oh nice. I have nice. done Nintendo, the Peach uh, from Super Mario. I have done um, what is her name? The one that speaks Spanish. I always forget her name. I have done two um, snakes. Oh, uh, Jennifer Dora. Lopez. 
Oh, Dora. Dora the Explorer? Dora the Explorer. You were Dora the Explorer? No, I wasn't her, oh, but okay. I did two snakes that uh, oh, interact with her. Yeah, in Portuguese. Oh, nice. That's cool. Um, there's two others that I can talk, I can say. Um, I have the films that I can speak right now because they are about to come out. Oh, nice. <laughs> You're going to do my film? <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, Can you imagine hearing her voice in Black Panther? There we right. go. <laughs> <laughs> I could probably do something like this. <laughs> but yeah. Wakanda um, forever? <laughs> in Portuguese? That'd be dope. Right? Yeah. But I, I, I like to be on set and also like to be inside the booth. I mean, acting is acting. It doesn't matter where you are. I have done theater also, you know, stage theater. Um, and it's just the fact of, you know, be the character and represent that character. It doesn't matter where you are. It seems like you take the take it very seriously. And I have these conversations with a lot of friends and people like, oh, I want to be an actor. So I'm like, okay, act. But the thing people don't separate is a lot of times people just want to be celebrities or stars. I'm like, if you can act, act. You act. There's theater. There's theater in the park. There's get your craft together. Just don't think about the celebrity aspect for it. Have you experienced that kind of conversation? So I <laughs> have talked to so many friends and people that come to me also and say, hey, my, my niece want to be an actress just like you. Oh, my, she sees on your red carpet with this dress. I say, wait a minute. She want to wear the dresses or she wants to be 12 hours on set and learning how the character should cry. Mm. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, darling. You know, money, autographs, pictures, followers, fans, all of that are completely not acting. Mm -hmm. This is not a called career of an actress. You know, sometimes I'm inside the bathroom learning the character, how the character should take a shower or how the character should eat. Mm -hmm. I um, take very serious my career and I go for two techniques that I learned when I was young. Mm -hmm. Younger, I should say, right? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I'm not that old. <laughs> So I, I let's keep that way. I don't okay. like the the age game. We don't play the game. We don't play the game. Yeah. So um, yeah, I take my career very serious. And when I tell, like for example, I did a short film called Beyond the Life that made it to Cannes, right, 2015. And my my character was she was a drug dealer and she used drugs and she drinks and she's addicted to drug and she was a homeless. And I spent a month without my phone. In the street. Oh, you got into character. Oh, I am so a method. So you're a method actor. I was your method actor. I am a method. Oh, we speak the same language. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I was gonna say for someone who doesn't drink, did you get into <laughs> it? I got into it. Because um, I seen a very acting and reacting over the people around me. Mm -hmm. I did not actually use the cocaine, or I did not actually smoke the weed, or I did not actually. The Sean Penn, smoke he goes all the way, right? The crack, but you, yes. Sean Penn <laughs> said he what did he say he won't do something on screen that he has not done I think, in real so life. So he would sniff a line of coke just to get oh, in character. Sean I mean, Penn? He, Sean, Sean Penn, Penn does that regular. Yes, yes like, yeah. So he's already got a wide <laughs> nose, you know what I'm a wide nose. <laughs> <laughs> But it's like, you look at some of his characters, it's like, yo, man, come on, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, have Sean, you really done this in real life? Sean Penn's role was really good when he played Kleinfeld and uh, Carlitos' way. That's what I was going to say, Carlitos' way? Yeah, you know yeah, yeah. I, mean? I think he really did a like couple you set lines. Some, well, yeah. yeah, the coke, but then setting people up for murder and shit. So, I mean, it got pretty deep. It got really pretty deep. But yeah. I seen somebody else. I don't even know if I really want to, can I really say who it was? I don't know if it would damage his brand, but, like, I've seen uh, a huge, one of the, Probably top five actors of all time, like smashed out of their 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 mind. Wow! In public, in a place that wasn't like a secluded, you know, kind of an area. You know what I'm saying? Just in it's wasted. It was in Hollywood. No, this is in Atlanta. Actually. In Atlanta, yeah. Mm. 
trying to think. I don't say know. Say I don't know. If, I shouldn't say, say the name. name. I shouldn't say the name. Atlanta. <laughs> he wasn't from Atlanta. He wasn't from Atlanta. I, I don't know. Top five all time. And it, top five but all then, time. But then, yeah, of all time. Oh wow. But right? then, I, but then it made sense later on because then it, he played a role where he was an alcoholic, and I was like, I wonder was he studying or is it, does he really get down like this? You can never can tell. My experience with actors, and this is no disrespect, actors are a little left field. <laughs> you know, they 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 definitely have their own mind and mechanics on how they do things and how they get into character. I was working with one actor one time and I couldn't distinguish him from the character in real life. Like we would go, look, what I typically do is if I'm writing a script and I'm shooting something, I like to get close to my actors. I'm a director kind of actor. Like I almost get into character. We're hanging out outside of the set. But he kept on being the person that's in the script. And I'm like, you're kind of freaking me out, bro, right now. You're kind of freaking me out. You're calling my phone. I'm like, I'm like, who is this? And he's saying the character's name from the script. I'm like, who? Who the fuck is that? I'm like, no, this is so-and-so. I'm like, yo, you're the kind of getting, getting me scared right now. He probably like, played the hell out of the role, though. He definitely did play the hell out of the role, and I would use him again. But And I had to realize that's that's kind of like what some actors do. They get into character, and they and that's they get absorbed in that world. They, yeah. they Some actors, I've read somewhere... Um, Matthew McConaughey won't even brush his teeth a lot of times for certain certain things. I'm like, what? Like, I didn't brush it for a month. You didn't brush your teeth for no, a month? When I was living in the street, no. Oh, so that's what happened with the relationship. Your boyfriend, <laughs> he was like, I can't deal with this no more. <laughs> so was this was this for, uh, a, for a screenplay or, or a short film? For a, a short, short film, film. Okay. Yes, and Cannes? Isn't it, it, and it, we got invited to go to Cannes. I have a project in Cannes right now. There we go. I just didn't have enough money to go out there and promote it. But there yeah, we go. <laughs> yeah. So it was it was pretty big. And I think you were talking about you know some actors here and there. I think that every single artist mm-hmm. is a little bit weird. Weird. Yeah, we all are. Of every course. artist is a little weird. Yeah. Because <laughs> where are you gonna take that out of the box idea? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I think that it's it's. It depends all from inside of you. Like, I think that not artists, people, um, professionals, I would say, out there, they follow the book. Yeah. You know, yeah. and they follow the rules. And they keep doing it. And they keep doing it. This is how the career they're going. They don't need themselves inside to bring something different into this, you know, into the, into the world. But they follow the book. So, I'm, and I'm glad that you say that because you kind of, I can add on to that by saying it makes sense because they follow. You said they follow the rules, right? They follow. So they we follow, don't. but they follow the rules of what someone else already created, right? Exactly. Whereas we are the generators of the rules. If Ki- that makes sense. Kind yeah. of, yes. Because we create something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like they go to work and don't have to create something that doesn't they exist. They just follow. So we create things that don't exist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you have to be a little crazy to create something that out of nothing that doesn't exist. To create a movie, to have a movie out of it, to yeah. create a song I scratch, to become a character, to create a design of a clothes. You and have as to an be actor, as an actress and, a, and, and a, a director, you guys are responsible for a vision that didn't exist before you made it. Exactly. Yeah. And it's a lot of make-believe. We do. We get paid to do what we did as children. And that's the most beautiful thing about it. I do exactly what I did in my house at 9, 10, 11 years old with my sister. We made shows. We made, you know, TV shows, movies, imagine, fake radio stations. It's just now I grew up and I'm able to make a living off it. Well, somewhat of a living. Right, 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 right. right <laughs> but right, right. I'm able to do that without having the stress of going to somebody, reporting someone every day. Like, I was never good at a job. You know, I, coming up, I always had a job. It's my teenage years. I always worked. I will always get fired or quit. And people are like, oh, you're lazy. I'm not really lazy because you put me on a film set. I do 15 hours on a set because I love to do it. But I didn't love retail working. So I didn't love working at, 
the hospital or certain jobs because that wasn't me. That was I knew I had a purpose on this earth to do bigger and better things. And I think most artists can relate to that. You guys, absolutely, one hundred percent. I mean, definitely. Well, because I had experience uh, in the retail world as well, and the whole time I just knew I was making really good money, and I was just like, "Yo, but this isn't it." You know, I mean, I had the house, I had the car, mm-hmm. I was, you know, making decent money. I was taking vacations, and it was just like, "Yo, just." okay I thought when I attained all these things it was supposed to come with some uh, you know level of happiness and then I realized it's like man this don't mean shit mm-hmm. you know what I mean like I don't have a, a purpose mm-hmm. and then when I realized that I was an artist you know sort of after the fact and I grew into and started to embrace being an artist then that's who I understood who I was and the material things that maybe I, I lost in the process became meaningless mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because it's like, not that don't matter. It's like, it, to me, it would just all boil down to, you know, can I make music? Mm-hmm. If I can make music, I really don't care. I don't care what house I'm living in. I don't know what <laughs> yeah. car I'm driving. <laughs> can I make music? If I can make music, I'm cool. Mm-hmm. But before I, before I had that sense of purpose, my life was, it was dictated by the things that I had. Mm-hmm. Or the woman that I was with. Or the, like I said, the car that I was driving or the house that I was living in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, and it, but then I realized that 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 was just a, all it was a falsehood, and that it was ultimately empty. Like it didn't. I realized it's like, well, this doesn't define me, and I, you know, what I mean, I'm still trying to figure out who I am now after I got all these things that I thought were going to change my identity. Yeah, yeah. You see what I'm saying? And then that's when you know when you get to my path where you don't care, you get to that level like yo, I don't care as long as I can do this one thing. Mm-hmm. That's when you know you're living in your purpose. Yeah. And that's what passion is, and that's why it's like if I'm when I'm coming <coughs> to the studio. I mean, you know, I'd be on here sometimes days on end, but it's like it, it's like, oh, I don't care. I'm in the studio. Yeah, we can tell. <laughs> you know you what I'm saying? You had the like, same sure, thing off from sure. last week. You had the same thing off three days ago when I came in the studio. But I'm saying like that. <laughs> I'm sure that happens. It's like, yeah. yo, you just had that on or something. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, yeah it's because I just never went home. Like, I stopped working at six o'clock in the morning. I went to sleep for two hours. I got back up. I had more work to do. Somebody was coming by, or I had a music idea. It's just who I am. Mm-hmm. You know, so. My, I think my struggle in going into being entrepreneurs and then start talking about to, to dating is that it's hard to find people who, and that's why I think you said we date like-minded people who are in the industry because it's hard to find people who understand passion at that level. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because most people are like, yo, you gave up a lot to do that. Like, I don't know. I'm too comfortable in my cushy situation over here. Like, I wanted to be an actress or I wanted to be a singer, but like, nah, I'm cool just staying over here. That looks like a lot of work that you do or whatever the case may be. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's like, how do how do y'all go about like finding the balance between, you know, staying in the moment of what you love and then trying to love someone else? And also, I, I kind of figured out I can't do it at least not now, not at this point. But and right. it's also there's the the part when you say, you know, like you said, there's people that comes to you and say, hey, I want to be an actor, I want to be an actress. It's like, okay, you can be an actor and an actress, and this is how much it pays, and you offer five hundred dollars a week. Mm-hmm. Are you going to be an actress for that money? Oh, no, because this woman is getting paid. No, this is how much it is. If there was not exist the famous, um, you know, all these followers, all this craziness, just like another career, would you be an actress still? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. that's, that's how you filter them out. Do, exactly. would, uh, would you just, how it's much the is your bills? same as being a secretary or how much? Exactly. How much is your bills by the end of the month? It's 3000 Okay, you're going to do this show for me, and this is how much you're going to get, 3000 Are you going to still do it? That's when you test. Exactly. That's when you test people. That's when you see how hungry you are. Right. If you really because do it. I I want to make a live. I want to I want to pay my bills. That's that's all I want to do. I want to act to pay my bills. I don't need to be famous. 
I don't need to be out there. I don't need to be signing autographs. I don't need to be, you know, having followers and dresses and red. People call me for red carpets. I look and said, man, again, all that makeup on my face. <laughs> you should go to those red carpets. <laughs> it's a I networking go some of them. I go it's for a some networking of them. Yeah, thing. I go for some of them. But it, you know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, it's it, this is really, you know. And then if that does not exist, would you just still do it? Yeah. The career as an actress, or mm, that's no. what you're looking for. That's, you know what it is. I think I think these so-called careers, actress, musician, you know, director, fashion. These are sexy careers, quote unquote, sexy careers. These are careers that people aspire to be. They on the sexy. outside. On the outside, <laughs> they don't know. They don't know the work. They see the red carpets. They oh, see they the lights and cameras. Ugly. They don't see the twelve hours on set. They don't see the twelve hours no, in the studio. I brought my mom on set. She was like, "How can you stay here?" Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they don't see the political bullshit. Oh, they and definitely think, don't see the political side of it. Do you want an Uber home? Because I can stay here all day long. Oh. And and by the way, just making a parenthesis there, sometimes I'm on set, and then we finished, and then, you know, the director says, it's a, it's a wrap. 75 of the actors run out. Mm. I'm like, really? It's a wrap? <laughs> 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 There's nothing else to do? You don't want to get another take? <laughs> Wow, I like her. I, I'm, I'm what's your name? There you go. There, yeah. Yeah. Let me shake your hands. Let me let me know what's the next project. She's a director. No, actor. they mm-hmm. run out of the set, and I was like, wait a minute. Did you come here just to you know get the the money and leave, or you're here for your passion? Yeah. You know, it's like so. And I am in a show. I can't say the name, but I'm in a show and I'm recorded almost almost every day. And we are on set, and that happens. And I was like, wait a minute, but you know, I can I just sit down to watch the next. The next episode, I know you don't need, you know, us here, but mm. Corolla, you know, you're done. Oh, that's that. Yeah, well, you I, know we can't pay you. That I'm not getting paid. <laughs> it's overtime I, I just in the budget. Overtime in the budget. I just want to sit down and watch. You know, and there's actually an actress that was running out of lines and learning. Like, you you want to be there. Mm-hmm. Your passion makes you just want to be there. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. I totally agree. I, I feel the same way. I can I can be on set for hours, and it's like this, even if it, I'm not directing. If one of my friends is, they need a ha- helping hand on set, I, I go there because I absorb it. I'm always gonna learn certain different techniques just to network and be around it. As a matter of fact, any creative endeavor, I always like being around. Whether it's a recording studio, the set, or just seeing people draw or just doing things like that, I just like the energy of being around creative people. And if I'm not, if I don't feel that energy from creative people and it's the stale people around me. I'm useless. I'm like, I'm not a person that can really do a lot in this world. I'm not good academically. I'm not the best athlete. I can't fix a fucking tire. But what I can do is create. Yeah. I can create, and I'm fucking great at that shit. And I think a lot, you you guys can relate too on, on, on that level with a lot of different things. Sure. We're born to do what we, we came to do, you know? Yeah. It, for me, it was, it, was, it was a little different because <laughs> I was so book smart. Mm-hmm. Like I grew. I'm up, not saying I wasn't smart. No, I, no, 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 no. But what, what the thing is in my situation was that it was interesting because, like, people. It's almost still hard for people to accept me now because it's like, how are you not like a doctor or lawyer? Like you're doing music and what? Why are you doing this? Like you, you were this. And what the problem was is that they couldn't see it, and I couldn't even see it back then because I was sort of shoveled into. I was put in a box. Mm-hmm. He's a smart kid. He gets good grades. There's not many, you know, uh, 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 black kids that's getting the grades that he is in my area. Mm-hmm. So it's like you just get you get pushed into he's a he's an academic, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So he's gonna do something along those lines, right? And then when I went to school, I went to college, and my grades weren't the same as they were in high school, and it was a it was a glaring weakness that nobody could ever see in mm-hmm. high school. 
that I didn't even discover till seven years later after college, which was I was ADHD. Oh, really? But I didn't I didn't know it because people don't look at people who get good grades as, oh, you're not ADHD, you're fine. Mm-hmm. You get good grades. And and I and it makes sense because everything that I would do when I was younger, I was only good at when I would do it fast. So I would do my homework fast because I didn't have to t- spend time really thinking. Mm-hmm. So I was just smart enough to stay ahead of the curve to not ever appear behind. I didn't even know I would have been, quote, unquote, behind. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes some sense. But then it wasn't until, and I did all this, all these years of school. It wasn't until I st- I found passions that I realized that's where it came out from. Mm-hmm. Because when I got into photography, the very first time I sat down to edit a shoot, and it was a sh- it's so funny. Like, you know, you're new when when you go to do fifty edits for a photo shoot. <laughs> Whoever gets Fifty edits, cause I figure uh, I didn't know. Gave him a lot. I figure I'm gonna shoot about three hundred pictures. Ah, fifty's fair. To edit. They got a, they got good they got a good deal. <laughs> I think I, I was brand new. I think I charged like fifty bucks. Number. Fifty dollars. <laughs> People listening, this is not the normal. Do not hit us up for those rates. Give nah. me a number. Come on. Yo, <laughs> but I edited fifty photos wow. in like eight hours without moving from the same eight hours? spots in eight wow. hours straight because wow. I was so in. That's, what about you, Uncle Carola? Like, what was your journey like? You told us about the voiceover and the acting, but so I always had my parents not believe in me, and that's a very big, um, you know, a motivator. Big, yeah, you haters need always motivate mm. because you know auditions and castings they will never take me. Also, I was two hundred pounds, so that's you really were. Yes. What I cannot see. I was I'm... a little fat. But wow. In the midst of you pursuing it. And then, yeah, and they would never believe that I could actually be, you know, an actress or doing something that I, um, that would make me feel happy as an actress. So I kind of, I, I went to school, no, actually I went to university for marketing and on the last presentation that you do to graduate, I turned my, my work into a play. Mm. What school was this? Uh, in Brazil. Okay. And, you know, the teacher was like, wait a minute, but... Who idea was this? And we were five. I remember we were five in a group, and everybody pointed to me, you know, and everybody was so happy. And, and, and she was like, so the idea of doing a play was yours? And I said, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, super, you know, like, super proud of myself. She was like, you're going to get a F. What? A F? <laughs> and the rest is going to get an A. The content, it was beautiful. The way you guys said it was amazing. But I didn't expect a play. And as an entrepreneur marketing person, you shouldn't be acting, presenting your job. She said, you were in the wrong career. Mm-hmm. And, and this is when I was like, wait a minute, I'm hearing from somebody completely out of my, out of my world right. that see me twice a week. You know, my mom should be hearing this woman. <laughs> and they kind of got together and, you know. But it's still, like, it's, it's something that, like you guys say, it's it doesn't depend only on us. Mm-hmm. You should not give up. But I think that successful is when you're ready and you you hit, you know, you gotta be prepared and yeah. you hit that person that kind of blows you off and and makes it happen. It happens, yeah. But you gotta be ready and you cannot give up. But it's still like you're not you. Again, I I don't need the famous. I don't need the red carpets. I don't need the makeups and the dresses. And I just need to pay my bills doing acting. And that's actually probably what. But kind of piss on other people off too because they they're not looking for that they don't they don't looking for the twelve hours on set, you know. I took my mom on set with me, and she was like, "No, we're we gonna do it again." The scene. 
Oh, isn't that so annoying? Like you bring somebody and say, like, how many times must I do it? Wait a minute. Are you kidding me? No, but mom, now they gotta get the close up. But yeah. why did you just don't put the camera? Because there was a wire shot. The director needs all of these shots so he can put it together. And there is an overshot, over shoulder <laughs> shot. And there's a wire and there's two cameras. And then, you know, the, the main actors say something wrong and then the other actor and then the sound and, and, and she's like, no, well, you have too much patience. Yeah. What is this? <laughs> you have too much patience. And I say, no, this is how it is. When she was on set with me, we were shooting a commercial for 30 seconds uh, for Bacardi. And we were actually 16 hours on set. And, you know, by like the eight hours, she's like, are you getting overtime? <laughs> and I was like, I don't care if I'm getting paid overtime. I want to be here and I want to be on camera. And I this is what I am. This is why I wake up at four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> what is, what's your, like, you told me that you were going to come with me and just stay here. Yeah, but this is too many shots. <laughs> and then what? He said that he's going to get his talking and then her and then the waves and this. And I say, yeah, what about if the sun goes down? They don't think about that. You have to be in production to really understand that. And stroke. then she's like, we're going to do this tomorrow? And I said, no, we, you're not coming. <laughs> <laughs> but if they have to do this tomorrow before the sun goes down, of course I'll be here. Mm -hmm. Because they need the light. And, you know, and we are humans. Everybody can make a mistake on set. And, you know, it, it, this is how it is. This is how. And they're just looking for the, you know, the good picture and looking pretty. And yeah, It's, 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 simil it's simil a little bit similar in music. I mean. Right. Average song is three minutes. That's just three minutes. Yeah. But it might take 18 hours to get that song. Probably a year. To get three minutes. Probably or, a year. And that's without mixing it down. That's just the, that's just the recording, recording process. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was at a, I had we had a session here that I wasn't even really. I mean, I was I was here basically to sort of oversee the studio because it was not my project. Mm. Um, so I was just basically you know uh, renting renting my space, and I'm not really necessarily technically a part of the production, but sitting in here for an 18-hour session that really wasn't mine, I didn't even have a problem with. Because you love, this is what you love to do. Because I love to do. And it was cool to actually not be the person sitting right here running what's going on. You know what I mean? To just step back and see somebody else work and create. Yeah. Just, and that's when I knew. I was like, we, I just love the process of creating. It's a great process. You know it, what I'm saying? It's just hard, and it's a hard thing to teach. I, I get a couple of people. Yes, you can't teach. You just you have can't. to have it. If people ask me all the time, I want to learn from you. Can you teach me this? Just a technical. I'm like, I really can't teach creativity. The best way you can learn from me is shadow me, and it proves how dedicated you are to this craft. You got to wake up early, go here with me, spend 12 hours to see what this day is actually like, because I don't think you really like filmmaking. I think you like what you can get out of filmmaking, that you can be a star, you can get all of these followers and the money, but you don't really like filmmaking because you don't do what it takes that a filmmaker does. Exactly. You don't study the movies. You don't study dialogue. Get a book. How many books have you read? Have you made, read Filmmaking for Dummies? Have you read this? Put the craft in. We have Google. There's no excuse. So if you want to become something, you will become that. Just You don't look for a handout because I'm not going to help you skip the line. When I put up the risk and I put the and I put the time and effort into it, I'm just it. not doing it. Yep. You what, know? What's old boy's name that's on... Uh, He's a really dope actor. He's on Atlanta. Is Keith? What's his Keith name? Keith Stansfield. Stansfield. Yeah, I'm actually. You seen that clip where talk where he talks about how he went on Google and that's yeah, how he started yeah, acting? Yeah, just by Google, how do you become an actor? I might work with the guy too on a project too. I can't even blow it up, but like he's he's a lead on something I'm doing too. But yeah, but, yeah, he's 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 a great great actor. He wasn't a classically trained actor, but he learned it on Google, and he's uh, he great. learned how to learn on Google on, yeah. on Google. Yeah, yeah, and he went in and killed. But he had that passion. You still have to have the passion. And he, he lived in Victorville. What the hell is Victorville at? Victorville is the halfway point between here and Vegas. Oh, like the little desert towns? Yes. 
Oh, I drove through. The, wow. Yeah. So if you ever drove to Vegas, you drove through Victor. I know where Victorville is. At. It's okay. far. It's not a suburb. It's, it's far. far. Yeah, yeah. And he was far. driving in, or his parents was bringing him into town for all those auditions. Like, yeah, he's a great. He's a, a great actor. You can tell he's very passionate. He really wants it like that, as opposed to someone that just wants to be a star. Because the person that wants to be a star, you see them all over Instagram. They do everything. They, they. I don't want to use the word. They whore themselves out. They're doing everything. I host. I do this. I do this. And they never put the time into your actual craft of acting. And they don't focus on. One they thing. don't focus on one thing. I like, you don't want to be an actor yeah. or an actress. You want to be famous. It's okay. Be, and you want to be Insta-famous. You want to be Insta-famous. Insta- and that's cool. Insta-model. If you want to do that, if that's your goal and you really want to, that's cool. Do that. But don't disguise it. Don't take away from people that actually honor the craft and put that work in. Because that's an insult to anybody. Yeah. You know? Yeah, definitely. Well, that's cool. That's cool. Yep. So we definitely appreciate uh, you being here. And we will potentially be seeing more of you. Yes. So you what else? Stay tuned. Stay tuned. What else you want to plug in? Anything else you got going on? What else you have going on? Well, there's two movies that is about to come out. One, it's called uh, Melody. It's Mel- a horror here in the United States. And there's another one in Brazil. It's a comedy. Oh, yeah. Oh, you can nice. comedy? Stay nice. tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> she reminds me of like a Sofia Vergara kind of, kind of, kind of. Appeal to me. Right, I get that a lot. You got that. I get right? Sandra Bullock. I was going to say Sandra Bullock. Bullock. I, I was going to say that. Yeah. Ten I get Sarah ago. Silverman. Sarah, nah. I can see it. But I have my ponytail sometimes. I think definitely. Uh, uh, Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock. Yeah, yeah, it's like I'm watching Speed looking at you. Right? I, meant to say, I, was like, I meant to say, like, yo, do you do stand in for her? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, you do. I have never done, you but do sure, the- out there. Listen, yeah. to they me. could totally cash you to do that. Definitely, it's the cheekbones and the nose, the right? Yeah. Yes. The cheekbone is very. And right cool. now, the way you have your hair, the way you, it's exactly Probably. way. Those are your great compliments, Sandra. Oh Bullock yeah, I love her. Amazing. She's amazing. Yeah. I, she's I amazing. really like her. She hasn't aged neither. You look at all the Sandra Bullock's films yeah, she's, now. She's good. I like she her. She looks as real good. Yeah. I also I'm getting um the the fiance of the Prince Harry, Meghan. Oh, the, oh, 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 the black girl. Yes. Uh, she's a black girl. Yeah, she's black, yeah. She's mixed, right? Well, she's, yeah, she's, yeah mixed. she's mixed. Yeah, yeah. So I'm getting her a lot, that I look like her a lot. You kind of do. Right? That's because you're a little bit. Markel? I don't know her name. No, I forgot her. Shaniqua? Megan something. <laughs> Megan something. I don't know. Megan yeah, something. Megan something. <clears throat> yeah, and um, yeah. That's it. That's all. Penelope Cruz I have in there. And where'd you say they can find you on social media? You can find me on Carola Parmigiano, and I have another page called Carola Parmigiano underscore fit. It's a very nice one for you to get motivated to work up in your body and in yourself and, you know, respect who you are and your image. Um, Facebook, Carola Parmigiano. And I don't have a Twitter, but I will open an account. <laughs> ah, she's going on. You want to you wanna lead us out with some motivational to women that might be hearing this, on that's trying to break in the industry? So for every single woman out there, uh, bring it all you have. Don't don't be scared of other women. And a flower never compete with other flowers. She just bloom. There and you that's go. That's a perfect way to end it. Thank you, Carola. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate Thank you for having you. me. No problem. Another episode. I'd rather hustle another episode in the books. See ya. Peace. Peace.